0: welcome to the nursing home podcast your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day.
1: I'm the long term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care.
0: Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Okay. Looks like we are live right now on LinkedIn, we are live now on Facebook. Um, This is a live recording of the nursing home podcast for those of us who are expecting us to talk about if we're live right now or not for the next 10 minutes. I'm sorry to disappoint you. We are going to go straight into the meat of what we want to talk about today. So we are there's probably nobody on the planet in any part of civilization that is not affected in one way or another by the coronavirus outbreak. This is not something. This is not a Chinese virus. I'm sorry, Mr. Trump. This is a a global pandemic, and this is this is something that has affected all of us. Uh, we're all we're stuck in our homes for the most part, unless we're part of the essential businesses that are allowed to be open in the various states and you know counties, depending where you live. And life is not. Business as usual. Life is different. Uh, We don't even know if life will ever be the same. Uh, We've all come to, you know, confront that which we thought was absolutely essential for life, for business, for family life, for for everything, for survival, and we're kind of rethinking everything. Now, being the nursing home podcast, and being that in the United States, the the COVID nineteen coronavirus began in Kirkland, Washington in the uh, life care center uh, facility there. And being that for, uh, at least until very recently, all the experts agreed that the biggest challenge would be for the seniors and that population. This is certainly has been a focus of, of the nursing home podcast and of everybody in and of everybody in the industry. And um, as Sean mentioned to me before uh, we, before we went live, uh, you know, there were so many, there were there were administrators that reached out and they wanted to have, you know, phone calls and they wanted to have, um, you know, resources and work together. And there's so many other, you know, um, support services that are provided through nursing homes. And and a lot of these other vendors have told me the same thing, that as this broke out initially, people were like, yeah, we'll be able to work together and let's use whatever we have in place to help you. And now it's just like survival mode. So Today, we are bringing back Shalom Ryman, the CEO, founder of Megadata, a data management company. I don't know if I defined their company well enough. Uh, if you want to know more about Shalom's business, we had a full-length episode, episode number eight, uh, where we discussed what Shalom does. Now, Shalom actually stepped up to the plate here and reached out to his clients who are going through this. And was showing them how he can actually help them in their time of need and help them um, help them out manage this crisis through some of their data and using some of using that which um, u- using his tools and, and resources to help them out. So first of all, Sean, welcome back to the Nursing Home Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me again, Sean.
0: Yes, Well, thank thank you for being willing to come back on, and I know that you're home, and I'm actually outside my house in front of this beautiful brick wall, which is obviously not true. It's actually snowing outside. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But having said that, at least with technology, we can make it look like everything is fine. And, and then, my, my
1: wife brought the kids upstairs. They're watching uh, some, something upstairs. So I to get a little quiet.
0: Exactly. <laughs> the, only re- the truth is the only reason why we're both live right now is that we can have a break. <laughs> going live, get all the kids away for a minute. Um, but yeah. on a serious note, so I'm sure a lot of people who are tuning in are you know, going through similar situations themselves. So let's discuss first the struggle. Um, of the nursing home operators right now, Um, what are the, what do you think are maybe some of the key struggles which they have? And then we'll talk maybe a little bit later in this episode about the solution that they can have and that utilizing your product.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the struggle is obviously everybody's struggle with the coronavirus, but specifically um, with nursing homes, having elderly residents, a lot of them with pre-existing conditions. You're talking about a population that is uniquely at risk um, to coronavirus more so than you know the average person. Mm-hmm. Um, that creates a tremendous challenge for uh, nursing home operators right now, but just to protect the basic safety of the residents to make sure that, uh, you know, they're doing everything possible to keep the residents safe from getting the PPE, the, you know, the personal protective equipment to pulling policies, putting policies in place um, to isolate residents and make sure they're prepared. I think there's a unique problem with the staff being going back and forth from home to the facility, you know, as, as much as you can protect you know, let's say the average person can stay at home and not allow outside people into the house, just the nature of a nursing home where you have to have care for the residents puts, uh, you know, in a situation where people are, do have to come in and out of the facility, um, you know, and I think uh, the CDC and CMS, you know, are, are very aware of that and are putting all kinds of different things in place of things you can do from taking temperatures to when people are walking to the facility to wearing masks and gloves and, and you know, trying to do the the best possible, you know, to protect the residents. But, you know, even so, it's it's very challenging. Um, You know, as of a couple of days ago, those numbers are probably old. I heard the six nursing homes in New Jersey, where I live, um, are already affected by coronavirus. Um, It's, you know, I just saw an article um, from online, from I think the skilled nursing news that over over 100 nursing homes in the country already have COVID-19 patients. So you know, this is an ongoing crisis, and I think the crisis is amplified in nursing homes and. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very unique problem for, for nursing home operators.
0: Right. No, it certainly is. And this is also something just to add to it. It's something that no one has any clue what the next day is going to bring what the next minute is going to bring. There's no data on this except for when it started back in January in China, but there's no, there's no recent, there's no real information that we can rely on and say, well, this is what we expect and this is how long it should take. Um, There's nothing like that at all. And, even to add to your point for healthcare providers, I know I was speaking to a friend physician here in Boston where I live, and he was telling me that initially even here in you know some of the top hospitals in the world actually are here, and initially they were taking a more you know, a lighter approach. And then as things got more serious and as they started learning about how contagious it is and how quickly even healthy people unfortunately can escalate. So they started keeping, they canceled all elective surgeries, procedures completely, but they also immediately put 50% of their staff, meaning their nurses, their, their doctors, their, you know, the physicians, the nurses, aides, their support staff, the admin staff on, on leave. You would think the opposite, but they actually put them on leave because God forbid, if every, if a hundred percent of the healthcare workers are infected and they no longer can show up to work. Who's going to care for not, you know, the regular load of the hospital and even the overload. So he said a lot of people are, are on leave and they're waiting to be called up, so to speak, as reserves because, you know, they're, they're trying to be proactive about this. So the challenge...
1: That's very interesting. Just to try to protect them from getting sick in the initial stage so they could come in at you. Know,
0: yeah. I mean, it just shows how dramatic their stance has changed. Like I mentioned to you before, you know, my daughter was born, you know, two weeks ago, and I was in the hospital there. And, like, hearing everything on the news, you know, we were scared. I'm going to have a choice. We didn't want to deliver the baby again in the car like we did once. So so the goal was to get to the hospital. But even once there, I'm like, you guys, it's like like business as usual. So they said, yeah, listen, we have a sterile environment all the time. You know, the things that the CDC is recommending is – is really the best practices is what we do every day. Um, and, and I'll tell you part of the challenge with the nursing home, I'll, uh, you know, just a personal anecdote to bring out a point when my son was born, um, you know, a few years ago and we were in the NICU here in a Boston hospital, we were in this massive, gorgeous room. I don't know had a. I'm not good with square feet, but okay. sterile, like you, you could eat off the floor. It, it was, and, you know, and the little babies in this little tiny bubble, whatever that machine is called. And there's one nurse who's, you know, very, very skilled, trained, experienced nurse for two babies for 12-hour shifts. And they have two 12-hour shifts. Now, you're you getting like almost 100% care, even when they're with one baby, they're monitoring the other baby remotely, you know, through the monitor. And – I was, I was struck, because at that point, I was still an active nursing home administrator. I was struck at the contrast between the resources available to a hospital staff. Now, it's true, this is a NICU in a top hospital, and I was in a nursing home administrator, maybe in you know uh, not a very affluent uh, company, but at the same time, the, the contrast in general is so stark um, that, you know, the hospitals generally have the resources that they need to provide for their residents. And the nursing homes are always, even on a random Tuesday, was struggling to meet the demands of our increasingly acute population. Or, you know, they the kid, today's nursing home is the community hospital of yesterday. So, and, and, we, and the equipment that we have is still nursing home style equipment. But now add to that a global pandemic, Add to that that maybe PPE was always challenging for nursing home. Now that you know that now there's price gouging, there's there's an actual shortage of you know of gowns and masks Mm -hmm. and uh, you know and gloves, which uh, you know people are struggling for for the basics. So for ninety percent of the population, they have whether it's official shelter in place or not. But basically, where schools are closed, you know all any retail, everything is basically closed unless it's emergency. And you're sitting home and, you know, our challenges entertaining ourselves and not going crazy. Our challenges financial keeping our businesses moving and operating. But then you you look at this other part of the population and the healthcare providers. And truth be told, the supermarkets and other industries have similar challenges right now where they're not to the same extent. So sticking to nursing homes, they're dealing with the most fragile part of society on any day of the year during a global pandemic where they are the most at risk uh group and they're you can't provide hands-on care remotely right there's a telemedicine there's a push for that and all that other stuff but, but,
1: telemedicine you cannot, is helpful, but yeah the, the actual care you got to turn over the resident you know everything right. that's got to be different. exactly right right so
0: repositioning yeah. uh toileting I'm, I'm, without getting too graphic here this is right. this is basics hands-on care can only be done with hands-on. So, so, and again, nursing home nursing homes are used to getting, you know, upfront and personal with diseases that others shy away from. And there's more than once where I was surprised when my staff were admitting, you know, certain patients with with um, diagnoses that, you know, a regular, if you ask someone, the guy in the street, they would say, no way, I wouldn't walk, you know, within 100 feet of that diagnosis. But at the same time, these healthcare workers now are dealing head-on with COVID-19 in their facilities, they're going home to their families, and they're coming back, and we know that it's very possible that their families have it, and they're just not showing sy- symptoms. Or, right. you know, another part of this, I'm sorry uh, if I'm talking too much here, we'll get to you in a minute, but um, a big part of this also is that it has a very extended incubation process, right, uh, uh, cycle. So for 14 days, someone can be, uh, can be a carrier, and, and even asymptomatic. And it could be that person, unfortunately, may have an acute, acute symptoms two weeks later, but you have this nurse that goes home to, and her two kids are there at home and they you know, they came from a daycare and then they go back and, you know, she's caring for them and then going back to the residents, infecting the residents or the opposite or resident has asymptomatic going back to, the, you know, so that challenge is, is phenomenal. Um, staff don't want to show up, you know, the, they have their PPEs. There's no visitors. So I know some administrators and other uh, nursing home people were sh- sharing that even that the, res- the residents themselves are on edge. What do they do 90% of the time? Of course, they have activity enrichment programs. But a large part of the day, they're watching the TV. What's every single channel talking about? Oh, those mm-hmm. guys in the nursing homes, they're all going to die. 25%, 30 20, and
1: They should watch cartoons.
0: Just shut the stupid TV off. <laughs> That's what they should do. Because right now, this is the worst thing for them to do. It's it's a blessing for them on, our, on normal circumstances. But when they're the focus of the stress, uh, it might not be the healthiest uh, outlet. So again, so now let's refocus the conversation back to data. Which data points would help if you can snap your fingers and give the nursing home operators access to specific data? What specific data would be especially helpful for them during these trying times?
1: So let's first say as much as there's a challenge uh, to keep the residents safe, um, you know, I I think that, you know, I I don't think it's possible to completely prevent, you know, coronavirus affecting a facility, but I think it it can be mitigated. And I think, you know, uh, the CDC and CMS you know, from all these policies they're putting in place, they're trying to help nursing homes mitigate uh, the crisis. They have this self-assessment tool. I was, I was, I was, you know, going through, you know, of of you tracking your residents and making sure you're doing, you have policies and you have. And I, th- I, I think that a lot of that is going to help. Is it going to prevent it completely? Probably not. You know, it, it's it's going to get into facilities, and you know, there's, there's almost nothing that can be done about it. But I think, you know, if you isolate the residents properly and you use the protective equipment properly and you, you, you slow it down and, and, and you keep on top of it and you, you make sure you're aware of where your issues are and, you know, and, and, and I think a lot can be done to save lives,
0: you know. So it's not, it's not the gloom and doom that the media likes to say that, you know, if you're in a nursing home, you're in a bad situation, Um, I don't think
1: it's a good situation, but I, you know, I do think that the operators have an ability to intervene. I think that, you know, the same way we can shelter in place and slow down the coronavirus, um, you know, there are things we could do, the interventions that can be done, I think interventions can be done in nursing homes. Will they be 100% effective? Probably not, but I think they'll be helpful. you know so we're where we can come in as we're offering
0: a hold on I want just to just focus on yeah. that point because you you bring up something that that's super important and uh, you know uh, there's been a resistance for for a lot of people to shelter in place and really stay at home because we've been misled so so many times by the media about this massive at least here in Boston, you know even this season, a massive blizzard's coming tomorrow and everyone's ready to cancel and nothing happens or like a day like today when we weren't told anything and it's snowing right outside my window. So we're, we're used to like saying, you know, everything's going to be gloom and doom. And that's, you know, that's how you sell, that's so how you get eyeballs, you know, it used to be papers, but now we sell right. eyeballs for attention. But what you're saying is that there are many, uh, the, probably the, a very large percentage of nursing homes are addressing this properly and they're putting systems cool. in place. They are mitigating the effect and it's not like all hell is broken loose and things are just out of control. They're working super hard. They're overwhelmed. They're doing things they've never done before. They're addressing issues they've never had to address before, but they're going to be successful. They are being successful already. Like you said, mitigating it and and limiting it.
1: Yeah. All the clients that I've spoken to, you know, they're actively busy with this. They're putting stuff in place. They're, you know, in the beginning, you know, they were working they were working on it and I was talking to them about it. Now I can't even reach them. You know, they're they're so busy they don't have time to talk to me for a second. But you know, they're on the ground. They're 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 working hard, you know, doing whatever is possible. Again, there are gonna be uh you know, people affected by coronavirus in nursing homes. I don't think it's possible to stop it, but you know, there is possible to mitigate it and lessen the number of cases and and uh, you know, I think I think that uh, most nursing home operators are doing that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, getting back to the data points, so w- what are the data points that w- that if they could get it in real time in, in a decipherable way, that would be useful for them to help manage this crisis?
1: So what we're doing is, you know, before coronavirus started, you know, we have an integration with PointClickCare. Um, we have access to all the clinical information that's being captured in the facilities. Um, so with that, you know it was you know it, it's pretty it was pretty easy for us to capture a lot of information that will be useful uh, in within with the coronavirus going on, specifically for for operators with multiple facilities who are not necessarily um, on the ground in the facility. I think that an administrator on the ground can know, okay, this is what's going on with this resident, that resident. and they could have a paper form where they're tracking everything. you know there's like this um this this self assessment tool where where you, every resident you know it, you you track exactly what their situation is and what symptoms they have and you know, and I think they're doing that um you know if if coronavirus has hit their facility. um what we're doing is one thing we're doing is keyword alerts, so basically, if any nurses know has a a word like cough, shortness of breath, um, fever, sore throat, you know, symptoms that are being written about, we could disseminate that to the regional staff, to the corporate staff, that they could see that's going on in the facility. We're also, we're picking up the, from the vitals, um, temperatures, any resident has temperatures across all the facilities. So let's say someone has, for example, 10 facilities. So I could see every single day across my facilities which residents had temperatures, you know, a fever of, of, of uh, over 99.5, let's say. Um, the next thing a lot of people are doing is a, a, a UDA that they created, a user-defined assessment to assess uh, COVID-19 residents. Um, you know, some of them are following, uh, you know, this self-assessment tool. Some of them have their own um, UDA that they're putting in place. Well, we're able to capture all the data from those UDAs. So, if somebody again, let's use the example of someone who has ten facilities across the ten facilities. If they want to understand what's the status across all their buildings and track it day to day and be able to stay on top of it, we can do that. Um,
0: okay, just let me jump in there for a minute. First of all, you mentioned point click care. Just for those who are not familiar with what that is, you know, point click care is is a very very widely used. Electronic health record system that is used in many nursing homes. I don't know if it's most. Is it most at this point?
1: I, I've heard that their market share is about sixty to seventy percent.
0: Okay, so that so that was would, that I've would never be Never verified most. that
1: as a fact, but
0: okay. Yeah. Talking to from a data seen,
1: person. From what I've seen, it, it makes sense.
0: Okay, but the point is that that um that through your integration with directly that means that then i just want to simplify this to non-industry people or to those who are, are not as involved as you are um, but basically that means that the nurse is documenting exactly what they see in the patient and they're writing it down on in the electronic system so then it's going to do like a google search of whatever's there and it's going to spit out the results which are the symptoms so let's say even just uh, simplify down to one facility. So, if in, on a facility level, they could they could either get alerts emailed to them, t- whatever type of alerts you know you set up, but they could have reports or alerts sent out to them telling them that someone wrote the word shortness of breath, which. Can be relatively common and is not necessarily an indication of coronavirus, but this is something that we're paying special attention to. We don't want it to go missed. Where there was a nurse at three o'clock in the morning that experienced an episode of shortness of breath or a, a low-grade temp or something like that, and we want to make sure that it doesn't go unnoticed. Or if there's a pattern, you see one resident four days apart or different things, so we want to we want to be on the forefront of that to and. And why? So this is something that Shalma used to bother you about. I don't know if you remember that we used to get tons and tons of data, and as administrators, in any day it's busy. If it's not actionable, then it doesn't. You know, it's cool, it's interesting, and nerds and geeks uh, love it anyway, regardless. <laughs> but for operators, it has to be actionable. So this yeah. is very actionable you can you could know do they need isolation do they need treatment do they need further assessment do they need the physician to be called in should they be sent out to the hospital sending out to the hospital has all sorts of other risks so these types of, of uh, alerts are are definitely uh, you know super important now what happens if somebody is not a current client of megadata and they don't have this in place yet where they can just start pulling alerts and things like that what are then is there anything that that they can do you know today an hour in the next few days to take advantage of some of these tools that we're discussing
1: yeah absolutely we're actually offering a free service uh, to nursing there is a small set of fee just to, to help defray the cost of getting started but we're offering free service until july 31st and basically anybody who's a customer of point click care can sign up and we can do this for them as well
0: so somebody owns a nursing home or nursing homes, and they have point-click care, and they want to start getting this data, so they reach out They reach out to you. You give us your contact information at the end of the episode, but they reach out to Megadata, and this is not something that they, they can just sign up for online. This is something that requires a manual integration. Is that correct?
1: Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward, and PCC has a product called Data Relay. Um, we have to sign up for that, um, the PCC does charge for that, that's not, nothing to do with us. Um, and, you know, they, they'll they sign up for that, they sign up with us and then we do the rest of the work. So there's really very little that they have to do. I will say that the challenge has been, I, even with our existing customers, where we're offering this to them, uh, you know, there's no extra charge, we we we've just offered this to all our customers. We sent out an email, here's what we can do for you. You know, before the crisis really hit hard, um, you know, they started engaging with us, okay, can you send us this, that, you know, we're getting different ideas, and we're developing those ideas that, that, you know, that we got back, but in, in the last week or week and a half, even our existing customers have almost no time to talk to us. So the ones that didn't like fully start telling us exactly what they want us to send them, we just started sending them whatever we have. And once we started doing that, then they started saying, "Okay, can you add this person to it? Can you can you add this word that that you didn't flag?" You know, then then they got a little more engaged just because they already saw the value they started getting it, and. Uh, wow. You know they they got back to us, but you know they, no one has a, any headspace to have like a conversation that's like in any way like theoretical or you know let's plan let's do you know they're they're boots on the ground they're trying to to they're in, you know deal with a crisis so you know I, I think the challenge is just having any time to do anything make any decisions. so you know what we try to do with this is just make it very very simple. Um, you know, you, you send us an email, we send you a contract, you send PCC uh, an email, and then you, you're done basically. You know, so there, there's really, try to simplify the process. Even so, I think it's gonna be challenging for people to find that time to, to do this. But I think that if you start now, um, you know, you'll have more tools in place to help you mitigate and any tools you can get, I think, can help mitigate the, the situation, you know, and, and I think you take all the help you can get.
0: Right. So and for the people who are, um, for the people who are, you know, the boots on the ground, you know, they're probably not, like you said, they're not going to have the headspace or the ability to do this. Um, however, you know, they can find an admin person who's not actively dealing with the, pro- the process. They're not the ones tracking down the manufacturing plant in Mexico that has a stash mm-hmm. of PPEs for quadruple the normal price. Uh, and and the other ones or, or the 10 people in between that plant and the facility who all need to make a buck because no one has a lot of other industries completely shut down overnight. Um, so, so, but my point is this could be delegated to somebody, you know, a business office manager might be busy with, with this stuff, but you can find somebody who might be able to do this process and really start getting that information and the seeing that by you know by the clinical rounds in the morning when they have the information, knowing that these are the five people that we should focus on, you know that can they make a big deal, you know? And I'm just saying out loud. Like a lot of times, a lot of the busy work could be mitigated or completely eliminated if we can focus on a higher level. But we're so busy with the minutia, we don't get a chance to get above it. Now this is different because we're in a crisis now, and um, we're we're in a crisis, and we don't have the ability, um, you know. Like I said, you know, the headspace to do this. But it, for yeah, those, I, I for- don't
1: think it really requires much headspace. I think that's what I want to communicate is that there's there's almost nothing to do. We do all the legwork, and then when we send out, you know, the alerts, you know, we'll send them out by email. We'll start off by sending them out to like you know three or four or five key people in the organization. So there's no decisions that have to be made. You know, we'll send those emails out. And then, you know, once you start receiving them, uh, you could respond and just say, hey, add this person, add that person. Got and it. Wow. And it from there. We're really trying to make it that, you know, even with our existing clients, we, we at first we're like, okay, who should get this? How should we set it up? And then we're like, you know, let's just send it to everybody. And uh, and then, you know, the, we'll take it from there.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And, right, and the, the fact that people are actually... Um, engaging with them, even in this crisis, is showing that you know they're obviously seeing value from it. Now, yeah, no, and,
1: it, it's definitely helpful. I, I, I think you know you want to know as much as you can about what's going on on the ground, and and these tools, you know, help you do that.
0: Amazing. Now, when people hear the word contract, they get nervous. Why do they have to sign a contract if this is a free tool?
1: Um, specific, the main reason is because there's HIPAA information here, and there needs to be a business associate agreement.
0: Got it. Got it. So you're saying for HIPAA reasons, a contract has to be signed. But the point is, people are going to want to know that, yeah, I'm signing up for this thing for free. Yeah, and then there's, we're going
1: to start no charging. I, I, the first thing I wrote in the contract is that there's no commitment. July 31st, you can leave without any fee or at all. You know, you're you can leave any time. It's just a matter of getting that business associate agreement in place and there's nothing locking anybody up. It's completely no commitment
0: at all. Right. Okay, fine. So this is just for operators who are listening and they're saying, Okay, you know, is this someone who's being super generous, which you definitely are, or is this a, a gimmick? It's this is definitely not a gimmick. This is really just what can we do? You know, we have we have this whole box it's like someone saying, I have a whole box of gowns that I got for free and there are people who are literally dying for them, you know. You know, guys, take it at cost price. You know, this is you know we're taking it for free basically. So I mean, this is this is a this is a gift to to operators to, to have this. Yeah, tool.
1: absolutely. Yeah, there's no gimmick here at all. There's absolutely no commitment. You know, we, this is just at this time. You know, we just figured as a company, what can we do to help? I don't think you know people have the time and to to talk to us in a regular way and. You know, we have a sales team. You know, you know Sam Pearl, our salesperson. And, our yeah. excellence, yeah. So you know, and we basically said, what can we do right now? Because you know, we can't do our day to day business. What can we do to help with this crisis? And you know, this is something that we thought. You know, you know, our 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 day to days changed a lot. There's not as we can't engage with our customers the same way, and we can't engage with prospects the same way. So. We just said, you know, let's let's see what we can what, what we can do to help them during this crisis, and you know that's that's what we basically refocused our company right now to just be you know here for nursing home operators during this crisis.
0: We just we just got the the whatever that emoji from from Sam Pearl because he's happy for the honorable mention. <laughs> uh, one thing I will point out, just be um, slightly off the track here, is that for other businesses. No, this is the Nursing Home Podcast. There are so many industries, so many service businesses that service the nursing home industry and even other industries. Take an example from what Shalom and his company are doing there. You know, you, you can sit and wallow in your own pity and say, oh, my goodness, the nursing home operators are not talking to me. Yes, I get it that they're trying to keep people alive. But at the same time, I have to support my family and I've been providing them value all this time. So you can either focus on the problem or you can say, look, I've i because I've been working with the nursing home industry for so long and I, I've and I've created some product service, something that and I provide value. Right. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in business if there was no exchange of value. What can I do? Even creating a new product, which is pretty much right, you created these new tools specific to where we are right now, um, in order, in order to help this struggling industry. And at the same time, obviously, this is not going to hurt your business. Yes, you're giving, um, but you know, as uh, Brian who just chimed in, uh, is a big fan of the go giver concept, and we, I've had him, uh, Bob Berg. Uh, we always end up with Bob Berg. I have had him on my other podcast. the love your nine to five show. But the concept is you're giving right now and you're helping uh, with the solution that never goes bad. Right? You don't know if it's going to be right now through this or through something else. But right now you're stepping up to the plate and you're helping them. And that, and don't get me wrong. This is not the reason why you're doing this. You're doing this because you genuinely care about this industry. You have these tools. You went back to the drawing board. What can we do uh, to help out? But right now, you know, this is what you're doing. So other service businesses listen and take heed. And I'm talking to myself as well. (laughs) Uh, You know, if you're talking to nursing homes, when I call up a nursing home and I say, oh, I want, you know, what do you think about marketing? What do you think about a virtual? They don't want to hear anything because they're like, you know, call me back in in September. (laughs) I don't know if this planet still exists. Right. Um, But like, no, figure out. And even more specifically. And this is something that I discussed with, with Brian Wallace, who's was chiming into the conversation, is think of a way how your business can be especially relevant because of the challenge that they're going through. So maybe you might be someone who sells, you know, physical products to nursing home and you don't usually deal with, you know, personal PPEs, you know, protective equipment, gowns and masks and whatever. But because you know how to deal with, you know, a procure- procurement and finding products <laughs> and getting it over So let's go, you know, get involved figure out besides for the fact that you can make some money, but there are nursing homes who, like you said, they don't have the headspace to deal with some of those problems. So for the, so really um, you're a a fantastic example of, you know, deal fine, you know, uh, confronting the crisis head on in a productive way. I'm sorry if you get worked up about that, but go ahead.
1: No, I think it's very important to try to figure out if you're an, if you're a vendor for nursing homes, how can you show up for the nursing home operators during this crisis? You know, I, I think that's our job. Our job is here to to support nursing homes. You know, obviously, you know, uh, you know, day to day, we have to make a living as well. But you know, I, I think at this time, the the main focus, at least for for us, is how can we be here for 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 the nursing home operators.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay, just as we as we wrap up here, Shalom. So let, let's just get all the details specifically. Um, if you just you know, if you want to review your offer that you mentioned before, and wh- what actions do our listeners need to take to take advantage of that offer?
1: So it's it's basically um, the things we're doing so far is a keyword alert, temperature reporting um UDA reporting user defined assessment reporting we're also developing some reporting around the 3 day hospital waiver program mm-hmm. um and we we're, we're getting a number of ideas from our clients of different other things we can do to help and that will also be included anything that we can do to help you guys with COVID-19. So if you sign up and you have an idea of what we could do with the data to, to help you drive some initiative that you're doing around COVID-19, we're here to help you do that. Um, all you need to do is, is uh, send an email to COVID19 at megadatahs.com. That's COVID19 at megadatahs.com. Um, and then uh, you know we'll, 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 we'll take you through the c- a couple of small steps. Um, you know, send the contracts and send the initial payment just to to uh, that to defray the server cost, that initial fee, and then there's free service until July with no commitment. And um, a- and as well as you need to sign up for the PCC Data Relay um, with PCC, and that's that's it.
0: You know. All right. Well, Shalom. Uh, Morty Eisenberg wants to hear more about the keyword um, alerting, which I know we discussed this earlier. Uh, Morty was on on an earlier episode when we were discussing telehealth, which is a whole other uh, way of playing, not playing into the crisis, but helping out and all sorts of bills that are trying to push that forward very quickly. But just from a a keyword alert, uh, alerting reports, if we could talk about that for a moment, I know you, so basically what you said before is that any terms that a nurse might put into the system that, that... Describe a symptom that could be related to COVID 19. So then, the, you know, there are customized reports that the right people are going to be notified in real time so that they can uh, act on it. And whether it's isolation, whether it's treatment, whether it's further assessment, um, yeah, immediate interventions like Morty is chiming in. Um, yeah, that is correct, right? So, do any of those things uh, can be done through some of these reports. So, yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, so, Just in honor of of Ron Pabuda, I just want to say the word headspace one more time. Um, Okay. Um, But, okay, so just wrapping up, Shalom. thank you so much for coming on this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, recorded live um, from outside my brick house, (laughs) Um, otherwise known as a green screen, and, and... and from your home as well and everyone else i hope that either you are safely home with your families and keeping the and, and not being involved in spreading the virus further that pair of shoes can wait if you even if you found the store a, sto- a store that's open or whatever unless you know i was i'm sitting home with my family which without saying the size of it is you know we, i have a lot of you know a lot quite a few children in elementary school right now at home and we're all sitting here, you know, making sure we don't walk outside for anything, pretty much, unless you go to our backyard for a minute or we took a sanity walk yesterday. I look outside and I see people just walking up and down the street for like the dumbest reasons. I'm like, seriously, if we all listen and if you really don't need to be outside and stay home and and those who are providing solutions, are providing solutions, are providing care, providing care, the supermarkets, you know, the essentials, they do them, you know, then we have a much better much better chance of, uh, of getting through this. Anyway, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Any final thoughts?
1: Thank you so much for having me small and, uh, stay safe. And, um, you know, we're, we're here to help. No, that's that's what we're here for.
0: All right. Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the nursing home podcast, I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know what an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.